0: Welcome everybody to Beat the Shift Baseball. This is episode ninety six for Tuesday, February sixteenth. I'm Alex Uy here today with Alex Rudy, Farbod Markazi, and Ray Estrada. How are you guys doing?
1: The whole squads here,
0: buzzed, buzzed. There, there, We love to see it every every uh, every other week now. New tradition on on the every podcast. Every week,
2: yes. And then eventually we will all. It, there will be a drunk beat the shift at one point, and it'll be life of <laughs> chaos.
0: Some someday soon, hopefully. Um, but yeah, we we're back. We we love our traditions. You know, new traditions, old traditions. Today we're gonna be complaining about the MLB Network Top 100, which is not fully done. It's like the first half of it, plus a few. I think up to forty is unveiled. Uh, and those are yeah, always terrible.
2: 100 is available, yes.
0: Those are always terrible. That's that's just free content for us. Uh, we might even uh, talk talk some trash about the the Pocota, uh rankings, like the projections for the the division standings for this upcoming season. So a lot of complaining today. It's going to be a complaining themed episode, and not just about the Angels front office. Uh, true, um, true. Um, true. Um, uh, we're gonna be complaining about the entire league, for the most part. Let's that is start. That's all par for the course. Yeah, that is also true. Uh, let's start with the news, though. There are a couple significant signings and a whole lot of uh, okay, cool kind of signings and acquisitions that teams have been making, rounding out their rosters as free agency is coming to a close pretty soon. Uh, things really did pick up at the end. So the first one we'll talk about is Justin Turner going back to the Dodgers. They got everybody. They, they did everything they needed to do, and they're locked and loaded for for 2021. Any Anything else to say about that one, Ray? Um,
2: I'm excited to celebrate the Dodgers being World Series champions for hopefully another year longer because they have the same team, plus Bauer and Price. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, the, the expectations are through the roof. Uh, can we can we cut that clip and um, play it to Ray when the Angels beat the Dodgers in six in the World Series? We're not we're not ready for our bold predictions yet for Hold your horses. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we're, for mode, we're trashing the Prakota
2: projections, not uh, blindly. Uh, These
1: aren't the Prakota projections or the the Furbode Angels are
2: projections. <laughs> no, but the Angels are projected to finish second in the West with you know so. They might make oh, Yeah, last year, game.
1: last year they were projected to finish with 88 wins. I, I, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I don't know what's
3: happening either. 88 wins in a 64 game season is pretty. Yeah, technically, 64? I
1: mean the, Do- Why? Why? the Dodgers even. Dude, the Dodgers were projected to finish with like 103 wins last year. They finished with 43. Yeah, um, losers. Absolutely garbage.
2: Loss is, their losses was insane. That is true.
0: Not only works if you look at the first <laughs> column um yeah so that that one's not so so eventful the dodgers getting a a good player is is not new uh the padres signing people is also not new um they got mark melanson to add to the bullpen i think keone kella too if i saw that correctly i don't think either of them have announced i don't think either of them have like announced or no the actual terms of the deals but they're probably just like one year deals a 40-man
2: roster like stuff to figure out before they officially announce stuff yeah Yeah. terms.
0: yeah but uh that's where they're going remember mark melanson from years ago when he signed that huge contract was one of the best closers in baseball and uh and then yeah a lot's happened since then but he was pretty good last year for some reason with the braves so uh hey good for him let's see oh andrew benintendi this one this one i think might have the biggest impact on on a team just based on like the upside potential with a guy like andrew benintendi who has with the red Sox for his whole career been the poster child of like extremely promising pedigree especially with the bat it it seemed like it would translate really well even had a really nice start to his major league career uh had a put together a very nice offensive season and then kind of just Kind of lost it, you know. There's probably circumstances and, and reasoning behind it, but uh, he is now going to be a royal, and the royals, uh, they do pretty well with uh, with taking on some some overcrowded outfielders from from other teams and turning them into to something decent. So uh, I, I'm kind of excited to see that one pan out. And that one was a three-team trade. Uh, the Mets got a prospect from the. Royals right and then yeah. the Red Sox got something from the Mets you know Ben the big piece there uh believe he's a free agent after next season or two years this is
2: be next season right yeah or yeah, you know after, after the season
0: he's a he's a rental uh so we'll see uh James Paxton is going back to the Mariners I think that one is pretty unexpected uh a lot of people thought maybe the Blue Jays canada man goes to canada it would just make a lot of sense but no going back to the mariners uh so they they really ended up with everything from that trade right no, no complaints there from the <laughs> mariners fans
1: yep i i feel like um when i saw that like yeah it was a bit surprising because we had other rumors but i also thought eh, that that actually does not surprise me whatsoever um it was a fitting move and kind of just the trend of this offseason
2: yeah, why wouldn't he go back to a place where he's had success? Segue into the next pitcher who re-signed with his only semblance of success team.
0: Yeah, we're on the same wavelength. Jake Arrieta to the Cubs, another one. It's like, oh, that's that's cool. Remember, remember that season he had? Or uh, yeah, that was that was pretty cool. And now it's like, I don't know. The Cubs s- seem like they're actively tanking almost. So uh, you know, might as well bring it back like they their, old, their old boy. Uh,
3: free agent after uh twenty twenty two just for the quick okay, okay.
0: so a two year rental thank you thank you uh let's see the Mets also in an arms race for competitive assets get Jonathan VR who's still a pretty good player. He's you know he can play outfield now. I'm I'm pretty sure he played some outfield last year. He was playing center for the for the blue J- last year wasn't he and the Blue Jays, right? The Blue Jays acquired him yes during yes. the season. So the Mets uh bring him on. He's he's always like pretty okay
1: you know that's that's kind of what they need i'm assuming the mets want the marlins version of jonathan vr and not the blue jays because he couldn't do much at all if anything when, after the trade to toronto but um i mean
2: they'd want the my, Mar- the orioles vr right who's actually halfway decent <laughs>
1: Well, that too or the, the
2: yeah.
3: milwaukee vr who is really good
0: oh the one here of milwaukee vr who is yeah.
2: f- absolutely fantastic
3: vr
0: yes. vr is the ultimate like mystery box of fantasy production that that's that's how i know him and, and everybody else <laughs> you know he had that one just all out really good season but it was a god tier fantasy season still like 40 bases and and people are just kind of like he still got that in him uh, and he, he shows flashes and then uh and then, yeah, he's he's never been back there, he but, doesn't have it in. but he's still he's still here as a backup player for the Mets. Uh, he the, still exists, yeah. So the Rays, this one, I this one, I kind of uh, I think makes a lot of sense for them. They uh, just decided, you know, if the pitchers don't like how early we pull them, we're just gonna go out and get pitchers who physically can't throw more than four innings or throw more than like seventy pitches. They go out and get Rich Hill. They go out and get Colin McHugh, and those are a couple starters that the rays can definitely work with because and just like completely neutral karma there yeah Rich exactly big <laughs> mountain great guy fantastic
2: and then they go and like same day sign a cheater like call McHugh and like a denier of the cheating and stuff it's yeah. lovely
0: but at the end of the day they just really wanted those curveballs and I'm, they I'm wanted just gonna repeat myself
1: yeah i'm gonna repeat myself here um has there been a signing that we've talked about yet that like we've looked at and we're like, oh, that's kind of surprising. Like all this stuff fits very much. So <laughs> like nothing too. exciting. It fits in right. hindsight. Like like we we max
2: we Absolutely. mentioned Paxton to the Mariners was like weird. Arietta and the Cubs was like oh huh uh, I guess. A lot of stuff was like I guess yeah that works.
3: <laughs> I mean it wasn't a signing, but I think the Ben Tendi trade was pretty. Surprising. Yeah, no, that was Definitely sort the of the destination.
0: Yeah. Yeah i I think the destination is one of the less surprising ones 'cause i I don't know it just seems like the Royals are always taking on unwanted outfielders and and trying to turn a profit on them i I feel yeah, like that's their m o but I, I think we'd always kind of forgotten
2: we'd kind of forgotten that Benintendi was being shopped even when he was like good, so like it was like oh, he got traded and like like oh, I guess that was happening and then it's like to the royals you're like,
3: what well I thought it was Wait, this we weird had a podcast. Thing. Sorry, I thought it was just this weird thing with Ben Tendi where the fan base had absolute devotion to him, but like he was pointed out, like he was consistently in trade rumors for like most of his career. Yeah.
1: He was, yeah. We, we had a podcast uh, about a month ago or something. Uh, you guys can fact check me on this, but it was with uh, both of the Alex's and I. And I was right. Ben Intendi was probably the most likely to be dealt out, out of Bryant and Contreras, or like at least soon. So I'll take my points on that. Yeah, you do get uh, that one yeah i i will say that i feel like since he is still two years removed from free agency the red sox kind of just traded him at his lowest value so in my mind why not absolutely to... did.
2: yeah because they came off yep. an awful he was awful last year
1: yeah but like why not because but you know what he can pr- provide he's still young and you know, he hasn't met, hit free agency yet why not try to at least like just tell the Royals, hey, can you wait till um, uh, the, the also till, till the trade deadline, or like do it next year when it'd be a one year until I don't know. Yeah, he netted um, a top ten prospect, not for the Red Sox but for the Mets somehow. In this yeah, that, that that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. I, I love it. It, it. it was just a bit confusing, like why now?
3: Like, I, I mean, I think just to go off that though, like is Benintendi is like such a player that I feel like is. In some ways, unique to like, so like the way sports culture is consumed now. Cause I, 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 how much of like our perception is really shaped by like the the Boston fans' devotion. I mean, he really, except for his twenty eighteen season. I mean, like I get it; he was a top ranked prospect, so that was also part of the hype. But like, I, to me, like when you look at like it, it kind of reminds you of like the Hayward, the, the Hosmers. These are guys who like the almost the media perception. Of them being like excellent players actually, are is larger than like the actual on-field product ever, and that like larger than it ever was to be honest. Yeah, like, at, at like, least is my experience. Is ben actually, Entendi. that much more valuable a player than Jackie Bradley Jr. Like with, probably with not. my
2: experience with with Benintendi, and you sort of make a good point with, Hay- with like Hayward and, and, and Hosmer, Hayward especially. Hayward kind of first on the scene with like defensive plays and like home runs and stuff, but it's like they it came up with these highly touted prospects. And then they didn't you know, they burst on the scene, had that little fall off normally has, and then they became a serviceable to above average player and then just fell like fell off a cliff in terms of production wise and like there was nothing peripheral wise to say that like, oh no, he just had enough time. It's like no, they just turned bad all of a sudden. So yeah, I kinda get that sense in Ben But Ben is in Boston, you know. A white guy in Boston might do a little better hmm. than say a Dominican guy in the same uh, same situation.
0: It, it's the name you got. You got the Chicken Tendies out there. It's it's the best. It's like one of the best <laughs> names out there. Um. So what I'm hearing from these comps is that Ben Tendy is going to make like seven or make get like a seven-year, <laughs> yeah, hundred fifty million a dollar contract, contract like
2: hundred ten million. Yeah. yeah.
0: That Honestly, probably yes. That. <laughs> it's it's uh. <laughs> Read, read up on your history, kids. That's that's what's happening. Uh, the Red Sox are going to replace him. Well, maybe not him directly, but uh, their roster spot with Marwin Gonzalez, it seems like. Uh, who, again, we talk about it a lot. Just hasn't been good since he cheated. But <laughs> He apologized for <laughs> cheating. So they signed oh, okay. two Super Utility guys this offseason? <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. The Red Sox, speaking of actively tanking, are uh, are just about there, too. So what else we got? I love it. astrubal Cabrera to the Diamondbacks. That one's kind of interesting. astrubal Cabrera's always really decent <laughs> wherever he goes, but he's always, like, I don't know, he's so old now. He's he's, uh, he's a it's, journeyman it's like for sure. The last four years
2: that he's, found he's been to places where he's been the backup and then just finds his way into the starting lineup because he hits so well.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of that's kind of it. He's for him. been a
2: great waiver wire pickup for me the last like two years of fantasy. <laughs>
0: yes, <laughs> my thoughts exactly. Uh, and then we got Ken Giles going to the Mariners. He won't pitch at all next year, I believe, with the injury he's out with. Um, but it's going to be one of those multi-year deals where once he's back, you're with us, you know, on a discount. Hopefully he's good. And then Jake McGee to the Giants uh, was a closer with the Rays so and then went to the Rockies and then yeah a lot of stuff happened but the Giants always seem to defending
2: World Series champion
0: Jake <laughs> McGee was on the Dodgers <laughs> that is true that is true I forgot about that it
1: depends on which Jake McGee you get um it feels like every other year or every I will def- if I will defend
2: him. I will I will be a Jake McGee apologist because the Rockies are just like awful. At,
1: oh, absolutely, at, and I I'll players. defend Jake McGee too. But Jake what McGee I'm saying is,
2: Jake McGee was fantastic with the Rays, went to the Rockies, was awful because they're the Rockies, and then went to the Dodgers and was good again. So
1: he had a good year in Colorado at one point. What I'm saying is like, he has a couple like incredible years and then just a couple like meh or abysmal years and then comes back has a couple more good years. So. Hopefully the Giants are getting a good year. Maybe not hopeful for race. A dime
3: well. a dozen relief pitcher. I mean, he's one of these many guys on this market who it's just an oversaturated plethora of Jake McGee's or Ken Giles, who like in their careers, Except Jake
2: Jake McGee will throw ninety nine point nine percent fastballs.
3: I just in the sense uh, that these guys have you know scattered across their careers, and I think in our minds and our perceptions of them they've had some truly elite seasons trevor Rosenthal rosenthal's another one uh but they actually don't have that much value because there's so many of them and they're so inconsistent so yeah.
2: relievers are so volatile nowadays that like you can pick one and he might turn into yeah you know, say a trevor rosenthal for the royals this year or you know pick a closer the former closer that didn't work out in another spot
0: yeah true it's it's you know you need them but you can also just kind of pick them out of the hat and uh and enroll with with whoever you got at that point i think trevor rosenthal is close to a deal with the mets uh, last i saw so that could be cool no. <laughs> you're like Come. well now who reported yeah. that is it bob Mattingale i don't know <laughs> i don't remember i just
3: hey don't get ahead of yourself there
0: just just read it for me i'm not saying he's going <laughs> to the dodgers i'm just saying if bob Mattingale is saying he
1: deals close to the mets then he's not going to the mets oh that that's accurate um, I I haven't seen anything that it's close to the Mets, but I've seen that it's uh, they're it says Mets flirting with Trevor Rosenthal, so um, ooh they're yeah. flirting, mm-hmm. yeah, or they're interested. Oh, I almost glossed over the biggest one.
0: The Yankees got Robinson Trinos on a minor league deal, and Justin Wilson, and Justin Wilson, this and Jay Bruce, and oh, Jay Huck- Bruce. Bruce,
1: but no break. Look at
0: look at us go. Not yet.
2: Don't rub it in for me. I still can't believe that Jesse Wilson added uh Heimer Candelario, number one uh, prospect in the cup system at the time. <laughs> yeah. That's you also
3: crazy.
0: Chad green. <laughs> like, huh. Or you're just better. Um how how about Derek Fisher of the the Blue Jays getting traded to the Brewers? Cool? Eh? Yeah. Cool. I think I think we've I think we've reached the end of the line on the somewhat Interesting. Dodgers traded away to the relievers from last year. What about Kevin Pilar with the Mets? That's kind of weird. Kind of like it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Enough of the weird random roster filler deals. How about deals,
3: Francisco Liriano to the Blue Jays?
2: Has he Is been that a real? Blue Jay before?
3: Yes. And what about Bartolo Colon to Acereros de Monclova of the
1: Mexican? <laughs> um i feel like a trend of this off season overall has been teams not necessarily that like the mets didn't need like kevin Pilar or anything but it, it just feels like a lot of teams are just signing a bunch of decent depth pieces just in case of covid um bec- and because they like with this market they have like the discount that they've been that they're getting on some i also
2: i also think it's how incredibly thin the market is that like don't have that many free agents to talk about so anybody signing anywhere is a big deal
1: but at the same time i feel but i feel like um in normal off seasons we don't see like a bunch of some teams just going after a bunch of just like death pieces yeah it kind of
3: reminds me when i play like gm mode and i sign like 12 like eight like 12th mans or something in like 2k And, like, and I'm like, oh, I don't have so much depth. But they don't actually ever actually play. You don't need them. I think that's so true. for to harp on it. Um, so it seems like, little, and we can say this for another podcast to talk about more. Uh, but like it definitely feels like all these, there's a lot of guys who like you're kind of like, how is this guy still in the league? That just, I'm sure COVID's a huge part of it. I'm sure the fact that, like, the, like Ray said, the deflation of the free agent market is so severe that... Um, the there's like the gap between like the guy who should be who like should probably be moving on to the KBO and the guy who you would think would have gotten like a 3 year deal like a couple of years ago is like that gap is smaller than ever before seemingly and it's leading to a lot of these like heavily incentivized minor league deals and it's like one plus one deals and um i think it's really it's really interesting for people like us to look at these teams and you just like wow this guy this name is here it's it's it's, uh, it's it's a really high level of just...
2: Juan yeah. LaCarrus is an angel. I didn't know Juan LaCarrus was still and, a thing. And
3: John Jay. You no, know, that's Jay what
1: guy. I'm
2: saying. John Jay is ever-present. After-
3: yeah. President John Jay. That's what he said.
2: <laughs> I said ever-present. Oh. John Jay. It always John Jay no John wasn't the father, he, he though. No matter how bad he plays during a season, and so I was like, oh, John Jay's a free agent after this year. It's like, yeah, but he's like... Yeah. And he
3: signed the Declaration of Independence. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. That's yeah,
0: well, uh, well, one thing's for you sure. At the
2: federal's papers?
0: Oh my god. <laughs> um, one thing's for sure, all of these players that we've been talking about are inconsequential. And uh, I, I don't know what you guys are talking going on about, like with all the codes. Like, this happens every year. There's just like random minor league deals with players. You're like, this guy's don't still- this is it happens every year. Like, I don't know what you're talking about with like the implications of I don't know Cohen. I feel like there's
3: guys who like I thought haven't played like in three years who like are getting deals well it just they feels just that playing.
0: way because there's no minor league baseball last year oh, I think yeah, in part yeah that's, that's who, who, yeah.
3: exactly that's exactly where it is yeah
2: I was actually like, like Bauer was the only free agent we really cared about and like sort of like Real Mutual stuff the Springer so like there's nobody else to talk about so that's why we're hearing mm-hmm. about all this stuff uh
1: yeah when are we gonna um when are we going to put the put a bow on the free agent predictions
0: Uh, i think we're really close uh we'll do it we'll do it soon yeah Um, yeah. i think jake i think jake odorizzi's kicking around i think farboat is leading the way there yeah uh yeah
2: odorizzi's still out
0: there yep uh so there's a little bit more of the offseason left to go we'll we'll, we'll put a bow on it how have the angels not signed
3: odorizzi uh because they are oh, too busy signing
2: John J. Juan and trading for Dexter Fowler. Why they
3: trade a prospect for Cobb over Odorizzi? I'm sorry, I'm not trying to just <laughs> leave. I forgot Odorizzi was still there. Okay, I guess so we are. Pretty I, pretty I pretty guess pretty 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 we are going to complain to get. Dig-
0: I I lied earlier. I guess we are going to complain about the Angels today. I I, I thought it was um, going to be a different complaining episode. Did we but crap on I'm sorry. Yeah, or, or do you want to do you want to run through the Pequotta standings? I we can just talk yes. about the teams that really are like what? Okay, maybe, um. I guess in the AL East, it's it's pretty okay. Um, the Red Sox have a decently high win total, considering they seem to be pretty actively tanking. But I guess they still have guys like Bogarts and, um, yeah, <laughs> endeavors. I guess. Uh, I I think the East like, looks pretty good though. Maybe people think that Blue Jays should be better, but still. Uh they're they're pretty darn good in, in these. I know, but uh, what the Rays
2: are still second, even though they shed everything that made them good about made them
0: good in 2020 is that true i don't think that's true they didn't shed They're everything pictures they also brought in a lot of pitchers, and they always have they always have good pitching there's, did, there's yeah. no doubt and a full season of randy that's true uh probably front runner for rookie of the year at this point right just with the limited sample that's out there um so yeah uh, east is fine the central
2: razor one one better so
0: yeah, the central. Um, why is Cleveland gonna be good? What, what do they do? I mean, the rotation. Why are the Red Sox? Really why are the
2: White Sox barely above five hundred?
0: Um. Also, a good question. I'm not saying
3: Cleveland should be good, but you can't deny the rotation isn't it? very good
1: still. I mean, the rotation is arguably better. I mean, it is arguably like just as good, if not better, than Tampa Bay's, and they also have. Um, Joe Ram on their team, and still, like they traded away Lindor, but they yeah. they still have like a decent offense. Um, mm-hmm. Like they, yeah. I, I mean, I'm not going to
2: be surprised if they win 86 games. I'm just surprised that they still think the Central is going to be so weak that the Twins are going to win it with 91. Yeah, uh, the White Sox are, are going to finish third. Yeah,
0: yeah the I, the projections I, I don't like the Sox.
1: Expect, I definitely expect the White Sox to finish a lot higher, um, like higher than the Indians at least, but. I don't think it's fair to necessarily um, say why are the Indians going to be so good when you see how bad, how weak the projections overall feel that the Central is.
0: Wait, what is the Indians' rotation right now? They got Shane Bieber, they got Tristan McKenzie, Beaver. they got Zach Plesac. Who else? Who else? They running out there? Adam Plutko. Uh,
2: yeah, as the well, other let's, guy. Let's well, <laughs> evolve.
0: Oh, uh, Aaron Travalli, there no, you, Civalli Civalli you go. So friend, that, that yeah. rounds them out, I, I guess, there, right? I, I'm not missing anybody significant. Karen Chak. That's Cal a relief pitcher. Oh, they have Cal Quantrill from the Padres, I guess. Um, also kind of a fringe reliever. All right, yeah, you know, the, Very, yeah. the Indians are, I, I, are I kind like discounting. I wouldn't be surprised if they win
2: 86 games or finish above five, 500. I just don't think it's going to be five games out of the – Honestly, in lead in second in the division.
3: They're looking at their like depth chart. Their offense is atrocious. I'm sorry if I, don't have to disagree with you there.
0: I I just I, thought it, of Joe Ram. That's it's it. Totally that that's literally it. Jose Ramirez.
2: Jose Ramirez. So those two guys in this podcast who forgot who
0: the heck Jose Ramirez was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's a that's a real deep <laughs> reference right there. Um, all right. They see, l- if
2: you were gonna see if you were editing this
0: podcast, you would insert that one from a year like no i'm still ashamed uh the al west though uh houston oh, up top the, to that right now then. the angels i i don't know do we we've we've said so many words about the angels are, are there more words <laughs> they they're projected to win more 18? games than or like Is as Mike many Trump games as the Rays. all
2: 87 games like that's their only chance right no
3: yeah, wait that's like so true that's insane that the bam and the Rays have the same projection as essentially yeah makes no sense. I don't get Said it. division thing is that just cuz like they they have an extra bad team to play cuz but
1: it yeah. has to be division, right? Like it has to be all, I but I, I, I feel like the, I, I don't think I, the Mariners are going to be as bad as seven. Take, I great. think the
3: Mariners could be better than the Red Sox. So Yeah,
1: I, I don't think the Mariners are going to be that bad. I don't think the A's are going to win 80 games. I think they're going to win more. Um, I,
2: the, the the A's we do this every year with the A's. Like, no, the A. There's no reason they should be as good as they were last year, and then they just are. Yeah, yeah I always hate a...
0: on the Rays. I guess they're the projections are like me, um, and I'm He's always it. wrong. The, the A's, the 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 Oakland A's. Um, this is yeah. the A's first year without Billy Bean, though. So they no, he came back. But like, no,
2: what's didn't. their one major he downgrade? Back. Like, they got rid of Simeon. They lost Simeon, but they got Elvis Andrews, who is not good. But like, they like, they still have Mike Fires, so he's gonna throw like a random no hitter again. But
0: <laughs> yeah, they're they're more or less the same team, which is why it's kind of like, I get that it's a it's a real makeshift team that they got, but um, they win with it. So. Something about it. Um, yeah. So the West, real real weird with the Angels there uh the national league east is probably going to be the most fun division to watch in baseball and they have the mets like significantly above the rest of the pack uh
2: 77 so percent also win the division
3: the Braves stand the braves one makes no sense Someone the braves finishing
2: fourth is i think the most egregious one out of all this
0: how'd they get worse i don't understand
2: uh they're they
0: added charlie fun. morton so they got worse yeah so they, i don't so know yeah,
2: they're arguably more secure you're gonna get soroka back sometime this year off the
0: achilles injury is it because like... they have more again oh that must be <laughs> it
1: yeah that has to be it i missed that i i just like how are they gonna only finish a game over 500 i don't i don't understand this they have
0: like three legitimate mvp contenders in that lineup too like i
3: just met that much better than the rest of these teams i don't know if I, I can't i don't know if I can no, that.
0: that's why we're complaining about the that's why oh, we're complaining about yeah. the projections because it's kind yeah, of like they haven't factored they in shouldn't be this much better the
2: than the rest of the division
1: i like i genuinely feel like when you take into account that they're gonna each of these teams can play each other 17 18 times a year um, yeah you might have some teams because of how good the division is instead of, like in the low 90s high 80s but I would assume the Braves and the Mets are probably going to be towards the top of that and then the Phillies and the Nationals towards um, the bottom I'm not even the Marlins um, but like yeah it, it's it's weird seeing the Braves so low and then um, I feel like every year we're just assuming that the Phillies are going to figure it out. They did fix their bullpen, at least. They didn't fix their bullpen, but anything would affi- would count as a fix to their bullpen um, compared to 2020. So um, I feel like every year we're just assuming that the Phillies are going to figure it out. Um, I'm not. Are well, you? You're not. No, no what I'm saying play, is
2: like people assume that. Because they have yeah. like Nola, and they.
3: I think they're worse to be honest, than they were last year. But no, yeah, we, we I, talked about
2: this, we talked about this before. They're arguably the same team, which is in a way, getting worse. Which is worse. Yeah, everybody else is doing their. Yeah, team. staying
1: the same team when you're a team that's not very good is you basically um being stuck in the middle, and that's one of the worst things you can do in professional sports.
3: Um. And... Yeah, you're right. The perception, you're right for sure. I mean, they're a big market team, relatively speaking. and People hype them.
1: Like, some of the moves they made this off season, obviously they had to be made because of the what they gave up to, like, acquire Real Muto or um, the Phillies fans just wanting Real Muto back. Um, but at the same time, as Ray said, as we said, they're the same team. Like, while they didn't necessarily get worse, like, too much worse because Real Muto didn't leave, um, they didn't get any better. So that's essentially a setback.
0: But they did get rid of Jake Arrieta, so that's pretty big
1: that's no they're way better for that yeah mm-hmm. uh yeah i do think though you have it it'd be really unfair and i already hit on this once it'd be really unfair to say that they got that much worse when um when they did have the what the worst bullpen of all time yeah literally the worst year. bullpen ever Why is it better? <laughs> yeah like
3: they signed archie
0: bradley like it's not they just cleaned I mean, house. You could go pitch for them; <laughs> they would be better. <laughs> they just cleaned house, dude. Like I, I, don't. Yeah, the projections there. I, I have no like idea. Parbo,
2: like Perbust said earlier, anything to that bullpen is an improvement. That's how bad they yeah. were.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, the NL Central. Speaking of bad, is just bad. Um, the know, Cardinals I'm have a pretty. they have, have a pretty a low more projection. Thing about the Nationals. Oh sure. Sorry. Oh the Nationals. Was, yeah yeah. Sorry, we didn't even talk about
3: just them at all. Really quickly, I'm sorry to interrupt you like that, but I do think it's kind of interesting that. That's a team that, like, won the World Series and, like, quietly, like, not that they went to teardown mode, but they very clearly, like, were not interested in, like, going all in to maintain their, like, a di- create a dynasty, and no one seems to really complain, and I don't know if that's... that? Really, actually, that like, low on like, the list of gripes, but, like, it's kind of interesting that, like, they kind of accepted mediocrity to a degree. And, like,
2: well, they... No they I, I, I mean, agree, they, were, uh, they were, in a way, dealt a bad hand because... Harper was trying to get his massive contract. Rendon was trying to get his massive contract. And then Strasburg was trying to get his massive contract. So, so like, they had three huge contracts. They won
3: without and Harper, Strosper. though, didn't they?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Rudy, Rudy um, yeah. I, I agree with no, that. Exactly. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Harper the-
2: brought a title back to D.C., just like you said.
1: When, when we <laughs> sure. when we talked about it, the Nationals window, like, I feel like for the most of, like, the mid-2010s or earlier, we always said Nationals are going to be – insane they're gonna be really like they're gonna have a great chance to win it all and they never got past the first round i think one of the things after they won the title um the world series title in 2019 it honestly it you are right where like they kind of went back down to mediocrity but i feel like they noticed that what ray said um about how like some of these guys wanted their big contracts and they couldn't pay them or didn't want to pay them or whatever um but also they noticed around the league and like re-signing Rendon would that have put them over the juggernaut that's the Dodgers or would it have been more worth it to like maybe start investing in like the Juan Soto's or the Robles or the like trying to keep their team competitive by like but also developing like some of the younger talent that they have
3: yeah I mean I get I'm not crying about it they're no pirates but it's kind of, I think their roster is definitely one of the weirdest in terms of like their best players either being really old or really young, generally speaking. Yeah. yeah I, I,
2: I, I like think, that. I think their situation is a lot more excusable than, say, a Pirates or like a Village or yeah. something
1: like that. Well, yeah, that, that's, that's kind of like the biggest thing I say is like, obviously, as a World Series contender, um, in a, like there are a lot of good teams out there. And if they win the World Series, they're probably going to want to add on it so they can continue doing that. But like, as Ray said, the hand they were dealt with, the, the guys aging, going into free agency, and then also seeing how good the rest of the league has gotten. Um, maybe the best plan for them, and I'm kind of just spitballing, maybe the best plan for them was to start developing other other guys and um, looking to the next page of like competitive nationals baseball. Instead of trying to st- stick with the same team they have. Um, because we saw the Phillies towards the end of the 2000s and the early 2010s just signing a bunch of old guys kind of stick with like the same core they had from the 2008 world series and they ended up going down to mediocrity after like 2011 yeah dude that just happens and also dude also the
0: nationals were not even a world series team the year they won the world series they won the world series by blitzing like every elimination game from the wild card up and in shocked literally everybody in the baseball world it was they the worst national team that they like 1931 in may yeah they were they were not they were like out of the picture earlier in the year it it is arguably one of the worst nationals teams that they've put together this you know in at least in the competitive stretch of their decade um like they were talked about as powerhouse with harper and all that before they were not viewed that way at all when they won the world series so the fact that they're still kind of you know piecing a team together with a lot of really old players um like that's good like they're they're doing a good job yeah
2: they were arguably out of their window in 2019, and they just happened to make the playoffs and win that year.
0: Yeah, thanks to Anibal Sanchez and Howie Kendrick, right? Yeah, there you go. Uh, that's baseball for you. The um, NL Central, I was gonna say before, is just really bad, and I don't, I don't know how how deep <laughs> you want to get. Nailed there. this one. <laughs> the, the Cardinals seem like the most shocking one to me. Um, yeah. just... did they nail it? I mean, is Milwaukee
3: eight games better than St. Louis?
0: Yeah, the, the Cardinals seem like the odd, like the odd team there. For I yeah no I mean I think they nailed the records I would uh, yeah the teams
1: are negotiable I would say the Cardinals are probably the class of this division I still feel like the Brewers have a chance to at least have, like compete a little they bit.
2: they do but I um, like Rudy said
1: I don't think they're eight games to be right the Cardinals yeah for so
3: sure Cardinals. for sure I mean I I think I have two issues with it and I, I also get like Pakoda doesn't like can't take into account context but I mean Chicago I think is only gonna get worse between now and the start of the season. And I I don't see them being as good as this reflects them at all. And then also, like, are they really going to be seven games better than Cincinnati next year? I doubt it. And then is Pittsburgh going to even win 61 games? It seems hard to believe. Yeah, somehow manage
1: it. I I don't – I'm not sure. I I feel like, honestly, Pittsburgh is going to be under 61. I feel like the Brewers – for them to win 89 like everything has to go right they're younger um rotation arms that like um and bullpen guys that came out last year uh they 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 have to go well Christian Yelich has to have a full, like a bounce back like i think everything has to go right for the brewers to be back i think the cardinals i don't understand like the cardinals have always whether or not they've been like a world series favor or not but they've always been like kind of like the class of like how do you how do you build a team how do you build a culture um and they just got Nolan Arenado for a high five and <laughs> actually no they got paid to take on Nolan Arenado and like i i, I feel like they're ob- they're much better than the brewers and they're they're going to be, they're, they're they're the odds on favor the cubs are a little high up and then yeah the the reds i feel like they're they're kind of like in the middle they like they're not going to win 90 games or 85 but like I feel like they're either a five hundred team or, or like the the Reds the Reds we thought were gonna take a step
2: forward last year when they signed, you know, Castanas and Mustack is like, hey, okay, they have the offense to go with
0: the pitch of like Bauer and Gray. And then that didn't work. And then they decided to Bauer's just not gone. get a shortstop this year and you're gonna run Kyle yeah, Farmer the out there. Side of that. It seems like. <laughs> uh... Yeah, so like the the Reds they
2: we thought they were like, oh, they might be on the first of contention, and then we'll see what they do, and then all of a sudden, like, oh, they were bad last year, and now they lost their best. And what's funny is like game. while
1: while they made the like the fourth wild card or whatever, like while they made the playoffs, they finished sort over of 500 at least. Yeah, they've like while they did that, um, and I know COVID was a factor, and a lot of guys missed time, but most of the like a lot of the games they lost was were because the offense couldn't do anything that was after an off season of picking up just no, oh, that off. was
2: all this 20 point. Is that like Castellanos Suarez and Gustaca's all those guys didn't have good years when they thought, Oh, the offense is going to take step forward this year. Like they've had good enough pitching, just no offense.
0: Yeah. Um, I just want to add that the Brewers bullpen is still just disgusting. And that's usually one of their strengths. I still think it is. Um, And just, kind of as a reminder too, like Corbin Burns pretty much emerged as a legitimate top of the rotation pitcher up there with like Brandon Woodruff oh you did okay sorry I I missed that um but yeah like the Brewers are I think like deserving of that of that record they have uh let's talk about the NL West the the two-horse race so to speak uh with the Dodgers and the Padres in that order in the the rankings by a by a good margin i don't think anybody would complain about that at this point uh especially since the bauer signing so yeah it's it's 104 wins or bust for the dodgers huh
1: theoretically if this division um is like if the bottom three in this division are even worse couldn't you see both teams just win at, at least like 100 plus um just because of like the divisional matchups that they face um, I mean, yeah, you could,
2: I, I would argue that the NLS though is always super competitive within division. Maybe it's, yeah, for it's 11, just because the, yeah. giants, like it's the giants, it's just giants because the giants be
0: will, will somehow split the season series with the Dodgers. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, and then yeah, Coors Field is a crap shoot. So yeah. Um, but, it's whack. Yeah. I mean, I feel like after that trade and then whatever they give up Trevor story for, um, that, Dude, that's... it'll still be a 12, 11 back and forth game in Coors
2: Field. Don't, don't worry about
1: it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, I I feel like the Giants are gonna be better than the number they have, uh, seventy five. That am I looking at the right one? Yeah, you are you are, you are. you are. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, I feel like the Giants are gonna be better than seventy five. Uh, but then again, it kind of leads me to wonder, like last year when we thought they were going to be like kind of bottom dwellers, uh, was that like a product of a sixty game season, or is that something like that they can, uh they can sustain over well, hundred. They've they at least really
2: started yeah. signing talent for the future, like with, you know, at least this year Alex Wood, Jake McGee and then Tom Lastilla, they signed they they were they went through a phase in like twenty eighteen or nineteen. It was like, Oh, we're gonna sign we signed Andrew McCutcheon, signed trade for Evelyn Longoria. It's like okay, you guys know you're not championship pretenders right now. It's like, Yeah, but we're gonna get these old guys anyways.
1: What are they gonna do when? Because I, I, what I've seen and what I've heard is like Joey Bart is like, gonna make his way to so the big leagues, but then they also he, said yeah, Posey's he, gonna be the catcher. Last mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but but then they said Posey's gonna be the catcher. <laughs> I'm I'm confused. Bart can play a little
2: first, so Brandon built might. I mean, if there's a DH, it's, it's a lot easier for them.
0: So, but obviously there won't be next year. We'll see. We shall see. All right. Well, that's all the standings that we went through and. I think we went through it pretty well uh got to kind of revisit a lot of the teams that maybe we hadn't talked about too much and uh and yeah we'll, we'll see how it all shakes out all right so let's let's go to the the MLB top 100 the MLB network top 100 players right now and I think the way that I'm going to do this I'm just going to ask you guys to take turns going around this list and just pick out one or I guess two players where it's like this player above this player and just and just talk about why it makes no sense so like just just go around the list you know they can be closely ranked or or they can be ranked super far apart but it's just like how how is this player below this player or above this player uh ray do you have one that just like frustrates you to no end um i i don't know if i have one specific one that frustrates me i
2: i mean i dame hard i every year is they, you know, it's made for TV, so they pair positions and they pair teams together. So like, mm. oh yeah, you know, that's a good you point. Turner and Muncie at forty five, forty six. You have uh, uh Grandall, Will Smith, two catchers there at a uh, forty nine, fifty. You have uh Sonny Gray and Luis Castillo back to back. Salvador Perez, Wilson Contreras back to back. You have you know positions and teams matched up. Just remember, just one to me that kind of sticks out in the, in the uh first 10 of the rankings that is is uh, Byron Buxton at 91 too high or too low f- <laughs> too high <laughs> okay he's a fantastic um, fantastic Be careful. defender he's a guy he's a f- no he's a fantastic defender and certainly very valuable but I just look at him above say I, I think a success when his guy, Tyler Glassnow Tyler Glassnow is a good pitcher he you know was a big key for the Rays getting to the World Series he struggled in the World Series because it just was like nerves so like like to me it's I mean rankings is very hard but what are you saying that Byron Buxton is that much better of a player than Tyler Glasnow is in terms of even you know straight value and I would argue no
0: I'm just gonna say that I think that speaks more to just why Tyler is Tyler Glass now this low on the list. Because the oh, rest no, I, yeah, I, the rest I mean, of like the, the surrounding players, you're like, okay, I can kind of see him in that, that category of outfielder at this point in terms of value. Yeah. But then yeah, like why is Tyler Glass now there is the main the main takeaway. On that <laughs> yeah.
1: note. one of the guys I saw immediately, and I know um maybe bullpen guys or closers get a bit of a worse rap, but Josh Hader. What i i mean if you're thinking of a guy he, i know he had a down year um not down year in his respect um it, this past season but like this this year was the only year he was he had a, an above two two era and he's 90 95th overall but there's some guys that just like i don't know if if you were going to build your bullpen you have the 95th best like player and he's a closer i i feel like it would be a lot worse than what how Josh, like, than Josh Hader. Um,
2: Hader, Hader's numbers are absolutely maddening because he's like the anti Kenley Jansen. Kenley Jansen got hit a lot but he didn't get hit very hard but he gave up runs and people didn't like that. Josh Hader struck out everybody except when he didn't, he got rocked. So, like, like, Hader is I think that's why he's back there where he is that he's in that space of like okay he's either missing bats or bats are squaring him up yeah and this then... this
0: short season was super weird but he's all like i just want to point out the main thing that makes a hater a super valuable reliever is he's a he's a very high volume reliever at least in the last few yeah. years and that is like the biggest reason why he should still probably be considered the top reliever, if not like one of the top relievers. He's he's ranked thirty six spots behind his his teammate rookie of the year, Devin Williams, out of the pen. Like why? He's a rookie in a shortened yeah. season. Like I, yeah, I just don't get I just don't get it.
1: I just don't get it. That's that's what I I mean and then for me, um I'm gonna sorry if Rudy if you had one but I, I, I had to say another one. Um I know Josh Donaldson's not bad, but, like, would you re- really, at this point, rather have him over, like, an Ozzy Alves or, like, a... I mean, 40, top half, 47
2: is really high for Josh Donaldson.
1: Yeah, Johnson. for I Glaber Torres, uh, I mean, Pete Alonso, Kevin Biggio, Blake Snell. Like, Blake Snell's at 80 and Josh Donaldson's 47. I feel like I would believe it a lot more if if those two were switched. Yeah. Uh, Rudy, Rudy, who you got? Who, who ma- who's yeah, making I mean, your blood boil? Speaking
3: of Kevin Biggio, I think that one's pretty egregious. I don't really understand how he's even 71. Like, you guys can, you guys are probably more educated than I am, but is he really better than anyone below him on this list? Like, I, I don't, like, what has he done that's so impressive? And honestly, I think you guys have hinted at two things this list does that. Just, I mean, I just don't really get who makes it and what it's trying to do because it won, like, uses zero context of last season to rank it. I just don't understand how you could rank it, just like it says literally in it, based on player performance over the past several seasons with an emphasis on 2020 and projected 21-21 performance. It's clearly has such disgusting recency bias to an absurd shortened season. Like, that explanation is just flat out a lie So I'm not trying to be mad about it but it just makes no sense and is, two is
1: Luke Voigt like, at this point a number 41 player? Luke, I, mean, I mean we can talk about that late That's maybe totally that one separate. is too high but like it all, I
3: also think like once again like someone says at the beginning it's so true the need to rank guys who play the same position in like clusters across this makes so little sense I, I, I don't understand it like we're all smart enough to compare players across position like I you like every it shouldn't be like three middle infielders and three pitchers and three relievers and three corner infielders and three corner outfielders. that makes I, the whole uh, this whole thing is like and to me an insult of like analyzing players i just don't comprehend it but yeah Kevin biggio someone can tell me why he's that good because i don't I, I don't i never knew that he was supposed to be that good
0: that's that's why we're here rudy that's why we're here it's completely nonsense. <laughs> And, and also just another thing that they do every year is they, they do the top 10 at each position and they like put it through the shredder or like whatever analytical thing that they use, which also ends up making very little sense. And then the the rankings on those lists individually don't even align with the rankings on this one. They're so all over the place. <laughs> like Mike Yastrzemski on here was not ranked on their top 10 right fielders right now list and he's ranked 51 uh in the top 100 best players right now list and I know for a fact that guys at least like Charlie Blackman was ranked in that top 10 list in right field who's like 25 spots lower so like I, I just don't know what it's it's like a complete joke um yeah it's funny Kevin Biggio also is there's, there's no you're not missing anything really like he, he can be a very good player he's really great plate discipline like skills and is a pretty decent defender yeah, is, but is he better than a Simeon or
2: an Albies, which he is. Yeah, absolutely not. I mean, I can, I can, I didn't, I haven't watched any of these shows yet, but I mean, I can imagine and tell you, you know, the transitions that they're doing.
0: Yeah. I wonder if, I I wonder if his dad, I wonder if uh, I can can can,
2: tell you where the commercial (laughs) breaks are if I really wanted to break it down. Yeah.
3: Like that's a great point. Is this just purely to create a TV program out of and it's nonsensical in any other way? Is this, it has
0: to be, Mm, I guess so.
3: Yeah. Why can't you do both?
1: I can um, make a good list and make it a part of a TV program. Do you, do you guys know what I think this means, though? Because
2: this list writes itself in terms of TV lines, but
1: like an actual list might not. What's, the, so it's what's supposed that... to create the beat? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yes. What's that for, buddy? Do you, do you do you know what I think this means, though? What? I think all Beat the Shift fans who really want to know a, a true top one hundred should check out. Um, whenever Alex Uwe decides to make a return at that, um, on, on beat the shift, the baseball.com. Oh, the I fantasy like Alex rankings. Alex makes it the fantasy top rankings. 100, top 200 than, than this because there's actual research that goes on.
0: Oh yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll be getting on it soon. It is not, is not started yet and it's already mid February, but, um, rest assured, uh, I've make, made that an annual thing. We, we love our traditions here, so. Yeah, sometime before the season starts, fantasy rankings, that makes sense. That are not for TV. Um, okay. Uh, I guess we can go back and and give like one more pass through it. Like, if you each pick one player, well, uh, I, uh, wait, do you ha- do you have one that sticks in your craw about this this list before we maybe um all- S- So Dominic Smith, like, <laughs> what is he doing there? <laughs> he like snuck onto this list. He had a really really <laughs> nice offensive. Season last year. He's done nothing else in his career before that. And he's just kind of hiding there next to Pete Alonso, like, hey, hey, I'm here too. And like, you're going to tell me that you're putting him ahead of guys like established, young, talented starting pitchers like Flaherty, Giolito. Fra- he's like hiding there. It's it's so weird. I don't even know I'll say, how.
3: Can I say one more? Uh-huh. I think that's 100% true. I noticed that one too, and I thought I missed something with him. So I, did, I felt embarrassed to bring it up. But um, another one. I, please explain to me: is how, why is Will Smith thirty spots ahead of Perez and Contreras? He's 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 a platoon catcher. I mean, he doesn't mean
2: he's a platoon catcher because, but he was DHing when he wasn't catching. He's a platoon catcher because his pitch calling I
3: mean, is. I mean, you're line. telling me he's.
2: A, he's a he's He's, he's, a, you know, he's a great hitter.
3: He, you're telling me he's that much better than
0: Contreras or Perez
2: defensively no hitting wise he's a very good hitter
0: he is i don't think he's the 50th best player in major league baseball no, I though either yeah. i
3: mean he's as but, good as grandall that's what you're
0: telling me
2: he's a better he's a better all-around hitter than grandall
0: yeah that like offensively definitely close there but yeah like the fact that he, he doesn't even catch that much because he's they have better defensive catching options at, like, yeah, at a position like that. It, it, it's it's all just narrative. It's it's narrative. I, mean, I mean, the, so, the, the so last whatever. thing I'll say is, that, like, I feel like the 47
3: through 41 guys, Donaldson, Turner, Muncy, Olsen, Rizzo, Cruz, Roy, like, except for Cruz, is this just, like, let's put every, like, big, like, corner infield white guy who, like, is good, like, in the same stretch? Like, that's, mm-hmm. like, very clearly, guys, you just think are similar.
2: Like, like, so they I so mean, at this back, point, I feel like, so they came back from commercial break at Cattell Marte, transition another another infielder Josh Johnson, and we move on to another third baseman Justin Turner. Let's move on to his teammate Max Muncy. Move on to another first baseman Matt Olson, another first baseman Anthony Rizzo, Nelson Cruz, and Luke Voigt. There's mm-hmm. your there's your segment.
1: I'm, I mean, is at this point though, even with Justin Turner, wouldn't you couldn't you make the argument that like. Rather have Ozzy Alves. You'd rather have Glaber Torres. You'd I mean, you could. It's you all it's all very it's all very close, Bryant.
2: but but I think like it's like I, I mean I would I would go to bat for Mac for Max Muncy up, up there because his you know I would his, as well yeah raw yeah raw numbers didn't look very good I last said Justin year, Turner I I yeah. know but like Rudy was mentioning the entire like Donaldson through uh oh, okay yeah, yeah. void uh, line no I'm not but saying all those guys aren't
3: good I'm just saying like i know like they're not all of equal value like it seems very arbitrary that they're all just stretched it's a little out.
2: arbitrary which is why i think it's nearly impossible to actually rank like in in a non-fantasy sense of like who is one through a hundred because like mm-hmm. like you could argue like would you rather have luke voigt or randy rosarena and like that's a they're close that's just how good these guys are but like there are some things that are clearly like that doesn't make sense like i, I have guys, a question Kremsky being 15 spots ahead of
1: uh, or 25 spots ahead of charlie blackman <laughs> so with um how do you how much do you guys think like is blake snow bad or is he is it did he get hurt because he only went five innings a start because i feel like i mean just looking at some of the pitchers even ahead of him like you could make the argument that he's better than them uh, in a much higher spot on he's a high you know, volume
2: there. pitcher in terms of pitch count, like a lot of his starts, he would, yeah. like a lot well, of like his if he was two, on he was a was different getting... team,
1: like, like, how much higher than 80? Assuming he has a healthy, normal Blake Snell season, but with the Padres, well, we shall see. How much see higher it. than 80 would it be? We, we will
2: see. We, we shall see, but Blake Snell, a lot of his five inning, five and what you know, one third, five and two thirds starts, they weren't all World Series game six. I mean, I'll they say that. They weren't seventy-three pitches of dealing. They were a hundred pitches, you know, four no, walks, ten That's days.
3: that's all. That's all well and good. I would take him over every other pitcher ahead of him on this list so far. I'm so not, I'm maybe, maybe not Jack maybe Flaherty, not Maybe not Strasburg.
2: Or I would take Freed over him. Yeah, Freed. Lucas, Lucas Giolito
1: is legitimately Gilito. very good. Yeah, Lucas Giolito is really good. <laughs> but like Nola, Nola's at fifty-two. Blake Snell? Aaron is also legitimately spots. very good uh,
0: like that's that's yeah. a tough one that's just more a knock on Blake Snell they're like oh he doesn't pitch deep into games at all
1: like all right is sure
3: Mingo really better than Blake Snell
1: probably not you, nobody I mean, but he had had <laughs> you did yeah he had an incredible 2020 I
2: just want to
0: like throw the only... the, I just want to throw the Reds pitchers there too like super underrated like Sonny Gray and Luis Castillo
1: Sonny Gray
2: 86 is stupid like yeah. Sonny Gray is really freaking good
1: <laughs> yeah I, I was looking at that and I was like Sonny Gray Luis Castillo I I was like how does Lourdes Goriel get himself in there 83 that one is hilarious
0: <laughs> <laughs> wait oh no oh, can I can I give one more Eloy Jimenez at 54 Eloy Jimenez is like a comically bad defensive outfielder and even like offensive like yeah mm-hmm. he's got monster power but he's not like an offensive juggernaut there's no way that he's ranked where he is based on his performance.
2: Luis Robert, who is, you know, basically taking his spot in the outfield.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Any, any last, any last calls here before we, we end? Is Altuve
1: still um, good? Yeah. Well, we have to, we have to see
3: if yeah, he, just him, of, um, he just kind of forgot how to throw. Yeah. That <laughs> was, yeah,
0: playoffs. that was weird.
3: And like half these guys that are below him,
0: Mm, I don't know. I, I <laughs> Yeah. I'm interested in but seeing the top 40 of my this list.
2: is Carlos Correa. So there's your and shortstop. Yeah, shortstop. You know, Boba shit, shortstop. Carlos Correa shortstop. Jose Altuve, Phil Astro. There's yeah, there you go. Yeah.
0: Gotcha. All right. Well, Devin
2: Williams right about Liam Hendricks.
0: <laughs> yep. it's it's so it's so nuts. Um, it we'll, we'll probably up. do we'll probably do the rest of this top 40 in the future because we love doing it. Boy, can we complain, man. We've been doing this for an hour. I thought this was going to be a quick quick and easy show. Um, you know, Not a whole lot of news to talk about. But here we are at the end of the podcast. If you didn't make it this far, thank you so much. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. And um, yeah, if you did, make sure to rate, comment, and subscribe to our podcast. Uh, really help us out. Um, connect with us on social media at BeatTheShiftBP, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We want to hear from you. Uh, we'll talk about whatever you want us to talk about. And check out our website, be the Podcasts, articles, anything else will all be there. So that is it for today. Thank you, everybody. One last time. As always, forbode. Peace.